their tongue and made its nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. Last week, we learned of imposter weeds that look like wheat. Pastor Travis shared with us his masterful gardening skills and gave us his pastoral blessing to let the weeds grow in our yards. Well, this week, it seems we are still on weeds, just a different species. Our first parable today discusses a farmer planting a mustard seed in his field. This would qualify, as Pastor Travis discussed last week, as a poor farming choice. We look at mustard seeds as being the cute little round things that we rarely, if ever, use in our seasoning turntables. And while we know what mustard is, the yellow stuff in the little squirt bottles, we don't understand what a mustard seed or a mustard shrub meant when this parable was first told. Mustard, it turns out, is a weed. The mustard seeds were so small among the other seeds that they often went unnoticed as wind carried them into where the other seeds were. And as a farmer sowing his seeds would sow, he didn't realize mustard seeds would be mixed in. But like most pesky weeds, the mustard shrubs popped up taking water and lots of space from other plants. Like most weeds, the mustard bush popped up quickly before the rest of the harvest had a chance to rise. A mustard bush can be anywhere from 6 feet to 20 feet tall and have a 20-foot branch span. It is not a tiny bush. And certainly not something a farmer would intentionally plant in his field. Farmers needed every bit of space they had in their fields to grow the necessary crops. They wouldn't have planted something they deemed useless. Certainly not something that took up 20 feet of branch space. Mustard bushes were like kudzu is today. I grew up in a house that had a large, empty lot behind our property. And decades ago, the city decided the best thing to put on that property was kudzu. If you know anything about kudzu, you know that it grows very rapidly. It is very hard to control, and it is very hard to cut back. I remember spending hours with weed eaters and pruning shears trying to tackle it so it wouldn't go over our fence in the backyard. I remember going through pair after pair of gloves and still having blisters all over my hands from pulling up the kudzu. At times it almost seemed hopeless. No one would intentionally plant kudzu in their field today, just like no one would have intentionally planted mustard seeds in their field years ago. Imagine the response Jesus would have 
forgotten if he said, the kingdom of heaven is like Hudson. It's like this weed that you all have experience with and that you all dislike. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. But he doesn't stop there. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that grows into something larger than we could imagine. Not simply a 20-foot tree but a tree that gives life. This tree that provides security, shade, nurture, and a home to birds living in a hot region. This weed that grows into a tree where these birds of the air can continue giving life to more birds of the air. It's not the story people were expecting and certainly not the ending to motivate farmers to plant mustard seeds. But there is that twist. This unintentional plant gives life. It's nurturing and caring. It's unpredictable just as Jesus is. And this unpredictable life-giving weed is like the kingdom of heaven that provides security, nurture, and a home to all. What a bizarre story to compare the kingdom to. But Jesus doesn't stop there. No, no, Jesus likes making people think. He likes sharing these simple, memorable stories. He goes on to tell them that the kingdom of heaven is like a woman who takes yeast and mixes it with three measures of flour. The surprises within this one-sentence parable are crazy. First off, comparing the kingdom of heaven to a woman, a common woman in that day, doing household work, the kingdom of heaven is like housework, to compare the kingdom of heaven to a woman isn't shocking to us, but again, when this was first told, it was pretty racy. When we break it down that Jesus is comparing the kingdom of heaven to what is essentially housework, even today it doesn't seem quite right. We sing of mansions, robes, and crown. We sing of Jesus lifted and exalted on high. We imagine the streets of gold and we're told the kingdom is like housework. It doesn't make sense. Not yet at least. So we'll continue the parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a woman who takes yeast. I, I can't even get to the end of it because right now I already know that while we don't think anything odd or strange of yeast. Most of us probably have it in our kitchen or at least have products made with yeast or some kind of leavening agent. Our breads, crackers, some of our juices and drinks even contain yeast. We don't think anything about it. But at this time, yeast was a symbol of impurity. An item disposed of in preparation for Passover. 
Yeast meant a variety of things to listening ears. Sin, pride, false teaching, corruption, impurity, hypocrisy, disobedience. Leavening is an element, influence, or agent that works subtly to lighten, enliven, and modify the whole. And that is the whole idea behind this parable. The idea behind leaven is that it's in the entire batch you're baking. It can't be in one part and not the other. You can't separate it once it's in there. When you add leavening, you're adding it to the whole batch. So now we have Jesus saying the kingdom of heaven is like an impurity mixed throughout the whole world. Is that the virtue of the kingdom? Even with our impurity parable from last week of the weeds and the wheat, we still can't make sense of why Jesus would be comparing the kingdom to spreading corruption throughout the world. So let's go on and finish the parable. Perhaps, maybe, it will make sense in the end. The kingdom of heaven is like a woman who takes yeast and mixes it with three measures of flour until it was all left. So that, that doesn't sound bad. Three measures, that's, that's what, like three cups of flour, bakers out there? Um, no, no, let's, okay. Three measures of flour is definitely more than three cups. In fact, three measures of flour is 144 cups of flour, to be precise. To show how insane a number that is, it would have taken a 100-quart mixer with a dough hook the size of your leg to knead it all. That's a lot of flour. In fact, it would have made 52 one-pound loaves of bread. Enough for a feast. Enough for a wedding feast. Enough to feed the multitudes. What <coughs> crazy parables Jesus tells us. Abundance from the smallest weeds, seed, turns into a tree of life. And corrupt leaven can bless by feeding a multitude of people. That's the kingdom of life. That's the kingdom according to Jesus. This doesn't fit neatly into our little kingdom boxes. None of these things are in the songs that we sing. Even if we have trouble envisioning what the kingdom of heaven is like, we couldn't imagine it being like a weed we fight with on our land or a food we deem so unclean we purposefully keep it out of our kitchens. Yet that's what we're given today. In both of these parables, there are similarities. Both the mustard seed and the yeast are small. Mustard seeds aren't very big, they're rather tiny, and yeast 
even comes in tiny little packages. Yet both stories, in both stories, that tiny little workforce produces something much larger than itself. And even though the tiny elements are deemed useless and pointless and undesirable, when in the right environment, they were transformed into life-sustaining gifts. They contributed to the kingdom in powerful ways, providing shelter and security, a home, feeding the multitudes. It's the little things that surprise us most. It's the little things that we deem insignificant, that we ignore and toss to the side. As we began unpacking boxes and setting up our home, we began to realize we were missing something. It wasn't anything big like a sofa or a bed. We found those items right away. It wasn't even medium-sized, like a lamp or a tray table. No, it was something rather small and really something deemed insignificant. It was the glass tray that sits at the bottom of our microwave. Yes, we had the microwave, and yes, we still use the microwave. But every time we use the microwave, even though it did the same thing, and the same job that it's always done, our food wasn't cooked as evenly. Parts were too hot, parts were too cold, some of it wasn't cooked, some of it was hard and overcooked. Even when we tried manually rotating the food at various time intervals, it still wasn't cooked as well as when that small glass tray was sitting at the bottom. It's the little things that sometimes make the biggest impact. It's the little things that make the big work and function better. When I read these parables, I can't help but ask myself, if God can use tiny mustard seeds and a tiny amount of yeast to do these really big things, imagine what God can do with us. Regardless of gender or status, age or size, it is through ordinary people like us that the kingdom is here. It's through ordinary, everyday acts of kindness that the kingdom is shared and seen here on earth. The future of the kingdom is dependent upon what we do today, now. And the kingdom embraces those deemed unworthy, and those deemed insignificant by this world. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. Don't talk yourself out of doing something you know you should do just because you think it's small and insignificant. The lines the world applies, the lines the world applies, do not apply to the kingdom of heaven. There's transforming power in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit works in us and through us to create something bigger than we could ever imagine. God's kingdom is different from this world. It's set apart from this world. 
And as we've learned from these parables, there's nothing predictable about the kingdom of God. God can't be contained in a box, and neither can the kingdom. The kingdom isn't comprised of neatly planted rows like corn or soybeans. We try to make it that way. We try to make the church neat and organized. We have statements of who we are and what we believe. We have our doctrines. We have nice little neat rows. We like them. But the kingdom is about transformation. The kingdom is for us who don't have it all together, whose roads aren't in a straight line. The kingdom of heaven is made up of the little things, like powdered lemonade to give someone who's thirsty a drink, like a compliment, like someone holding a door open. That is God transforming that little thing into something life-giving. The kingdom is close. Glimpses are here with us today. The kingdom of heaven is like everyday people doing ordinary, everyday things that are transformed into something life-giving. If only we had the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Let us move now into our 